Hello and welcome to Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast with me, Matthew, and as always, I am joined with... I was clapping for out your entire intro. I'll just cut, I'll just cut off your audio, I don't care. <laughs> but I don't look like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, that's your bed, you've made your bed here, so... Hello, I'm Scott. <laughs> Hello and welcome, it is the end of the month, and the end of the month of course means it is time for our news roundup. Now, a little bit off uh, up front, we are recording this two weeks in yeah like a week and a, a half. week a week and a bit in a, a, advance uh because uh, i'm not available to record next week so if there is any news that comes out between now the 17th and when this episode airs on the uh 27th uh then i'm Ending. sorry but it's scott's fault so that was a very canadian way of saying sorry uh, <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah if if we do miss any big breaking news we will do like a video mm-hmm. in a few days just to yeah. cover that it'll probably like it'd be a half hour video if it'll there's be any a big breaking news be a little bonus episode i don't expect there to be breaking news though no but i, I don't think we're going to get anything uh, at least like we've had I've, like a costume reveal and stuff pretty recently i think is going to be and we had a trailer come out i think we're going to be waiting a, a f- quite a few more months before we see anything bigger you know firstly i have a question to you do you like the title of this news document attack of the clones uh yeah, I, I called it january news episode two the attack of the clones because this is our second january news episode we recorded uh-huh. a january news episode like 10 days ago we did <laughs> we we did because we obviously we started the year with a news episode <laughs> Uh, which, yeah. <laughs> cra- crazy that January is already over. Uh, usually January is quite a long month, but it's flown I mean, by for me this year. It, it's still going pretty slowly. We're only halfway through it, my dude. We're not going to pretend this is the why end. Why are you breaking? Why are you breaking the illusion? Why we fucking wh- did that uh, last week <laughs> and this week? Well, well, if you, if, but at the like, end of the know. last podcast, you said <laughs> we're about to yeah. record the news. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but but you know, not everyone's listening. Sometimes you'll forget. Sometimes it's just nice to pretend. Uh, but you know, the seventeenth, this point, I'm checked out. The month's over. Uh, so, like, <laughs> uh, it's but, been a drag for me. It's been a drag for me. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but whenever you're around, everything's a drag. So, uh, let's wow. open up our news with uh, Doctor Who magazine breakdown. We're going to open up with Russell T. Davis's letter page from the Doctor Who magazine, which obviously I really recommend you get this magazine. It's an amazing magazine, and it's super cheap. Have you actually it, got the magazine? I, I don't. I need to renew my subscription. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I think I've got December is my last issue, uh, right. but it's a genuinely really good magazine. Uh, it's like £30 for a yearly subscription or something. It's, Especially it's... now that Russell T. Davis is putting... Oh, yeah. Oh, it. yeah. It has got some must-reads in it now, uh, such as his letter page from this month, which says that on the 25th of March 2021, conversations between him and the BBC started, and he cannot reveal anything because there are things that we've yet to see. Uh, He confirms that Doctor Who is one of the BBC's biggest priorities, uh, with, quote, The plan to partner the show up with a streaming platform was the BBC's idea. That's how hugely they'd been thinking about Doctor Who all the way back then, and I completely agreed without a second's doubt. 
he had to consider whether or not he wanted to come back as a full-time showrunner. Can lightning strike twice, he asked. Yes, if you stand in the middle of a storm and hold up a bloody great big lightning rod. Uh, oh, yes, it can. Uh, he said he would be needed to execute the big plans the BBC have uh, for the show moving forward. He also revealed that his demand was to get his very own office, which he had never had in his first few years as showrunner. What an insane demand to have. My God. Uh, he, he also hints that episode two of series 14 contains the words Liverpool, Legions, Damn. and non <laughs> and non-diegetic. Uh, I, I hope Dan's in it. If Dan's not in it, worst episode ever. Worst episode yeah. ever. Dan's in it and he immediately shouts to the doctor for not giving him a fucking house. <laughs> just abandoning them <laughs> on the street uh what's most interesting here for me i think is the re- reaffirmation that the bbc actually care about doctor who yeah you know because one it never feels like they care about doctor who two they've said they don't care about doctor who but three apparently they act like they care about doctor who so it's it's really nice to to see them what? making it a priority again <laughs> Uh, they never said they don't care about Doctor Who publicly. They've always said it's like our favorite show, or whatever. But right. the dude that was in charge of BBC has said that he doesn't. He's not a fan of it. Um, but recently, gonna, uh, not recently. This was a good few years ago. I don't even know if he's still in charge of BBC. I mean, like, the last the last controller of a BBC I can think of that didn't like Doctor Who was Michael Graydon. That was in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, no the 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 current person who's in it is not a fan of sci fi. Interesting. Um, but you know they're a fan of money and doctor who makes money so <laughs> it's, a, it's a priority uh, <laughs> yeah um it, it sounds like there's big plans ahead that we can't reveal yet but we've been discussing for like two years at this point and yeah i'm 100 percent thinking we're going to confirm spin-offs obviously it hasn't been 100 percent confirmed that they've done spin-offs but mm-hmm. keep listening because there's more spin-off theories yeah. going around yeah um we also get a look into the production diary of Scott Hancock uh, from November, which reveals that episode one has a revised opening. Uh, title sequence talks have begun, which I'm very excited by. I love I love uh, looking at the new title sequence. Uh, they've also reveals that draft four of the 2024 Christmas special was delivered. So that's how far scripts have been written yeah. so far. Uh, into next year's Christmas special Uh, and Scott Hancock reveals that Russell T Davis asked him to research something for two years uh, for two years time uh, with one word Ibsen uh, which you've got a link to a Wikipedia page here uh, which takes a Norwegian playwright and theater director who was born in the late in the early would that be the 17th 18th century that would be the 19th century 19th century (laughs) Uh, he was he was, yeah. he was born in 1828 uh which is the 19th century the way centuries work a... there's they're always one number ahead of yeah. whatever yeah. year you're yeah. in he has a fucking mutton chop my dude he did look have um, yeah th- those are some amazing mutton chops you should look up if you're listening henrik isbin uh and see the the mightiest mutton chops a man has ever seen um yeah we're gonna get we're gonna see this fucking mutton chop in series for uh, 15 by the sounds of it yeah that'd be interesting uh fun it'll be fun to go to have a, a, some nice historic episodes you know set in yeah. set in victorian times did jody ever go to victorian times i don't um, remember i don't i don't remember too much of jody's era to be honest <laughs> it just ended true um, I, yeah i don't remember any victorian episodes there probably is one there's bound to be one 
I guess was... Flux. I guess they were in like Victorian times in Flux. Very like every uh, now and then. With the dude from Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. It, I remember it, that. <laughs> when does the Victorian times end, by the way? Uh, the early 1900s. I mean, uh, Nikola Tesla's Knights of Terror takes place in 1903. I guess that's that technically the Victorian times. It's like right at the end of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we also have an interview with Millie Gibson uh, where she talks about her fondest memories being of the Matt Smith era because she's extremely young. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jody and Mandip uh, Gill, uh, Jody Whittaker and Mandip Gill obviously texted her. Uh, uh, she says that she has instant chemistry with Shooty and that their ca- character dynamic is somewhat childlike and it's like two schoolgirls gossiping with one another, uh, which is going to be fun to see. I'll be interested to see how that translates with the doc doctor uh that's that's what i think i'm most interested in because obviously the only performance we've seen of shooty as the doctor is him being all serious like oh can somebody tell me what the hell is going on here you know and not him being playful and fun i'd be really interested to see what his playful fun version of the doctor's like what little i know about shooty gatwa i think he's going to be very playful and it's going to work really well like we've seen the behind the scenes footage of our chemistry already and it is fucking great i'm looking forward to seeing them together yeah, I think it's going to be. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so unbelievably excited for him to and be the yeah, doctor. Her, her fucking growing up on the Matt Smith era just makes me feel so fucking old. It does. It does. But I mean, like technically speaking, you know, we grew up on the Matt Smith era as well. We were, that, you know, like you were yeah. a teenager. I was a preteen, and those are you're still. My, you're, you're still that was growing half up. my lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like half my lifetime ago as well. You know. No. You're yeah. too young. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love what Matt Smith became the doctor in 2010. Yes. Yeah. So when I was 10 years old, uh, and he, had, you know, weird. That's weird. Yeah, he was the doctor when I was a preteen. That was before I was even a teenager. My Awful. God. My God. <laughs> oh, that's 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 horrendous. Jesus. But yeah, it's it's cool that Jodie and Manda texted her after she got the role. It's really yeah. nice to hear that former that, doctor that actors is... are supportive of a new era. One thing that I really like, you know, as much as we do crap on um, Yaz and on Jodie's Doctor, the two of them seem lovely and they both seem to have a genuine love for the show. Like, both of them have come away being like, oh, we absolutely love it. We talk about it all the time. We're in these group chats. We're constantly texting each other, you know. I text all the other doctors constantly, you know, it's, it's, they seem to genuinely love the show and it, it just makes me so sad that their episodes are so bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a few good episodes to be fair. Yeah, but, uh, uh it's, it's, Slim Pickens. you know, yes, Slim Pickens, there's bad episodes and good episodes, like the piles are not equal at all. Uh, it's like constantly just Peter Capaldi's first season for three seasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also had a joint <laughs> intervary. What are you, you saying? Uh, we also had a joint interview with five executive producers. Uh, Jane Tranter says she has had an inkling that Russell T. Davis might do Doctor Who again when they were chatting backstage at the BBC Writers Room Wales Festival in late 2019. She says Russell started talking about Doctor Who in a different way. He was saying, why wouldn't you do it like this and this, this, this? Basically just shitting on Chibnall, it sounds like. Yeah, uh, no, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the theory that came out on like Twitter from those people who really, really dislike the Chibnall era. Yeah. I, I don't see it this way. I see like 
he's talking about it in more like a marketing kind of way, now kind mm-hmm. of spin off kind of a way, you know, like. I think obviously this is around the time when series 12 was about to premiere and the idea was that it was going to premiere on New Year's Day and then the next episode would be like five days later which was bizarre and it just it it didn't really work because a lot of people dropped off not realizing that the series actually started properly they just thought it was Mm -hmm. a New Year's special and yeah I can see where he's coming from there I think he wanted like proper marketing and all that to be included yeah the marketing in chibnall's era is is i think despite all the horrendous writing and the awful moments i i think the marketing is what annoys me the most because yeah. because it was it was all there was none of it there was no marketing it was like a trailer a few days before the episode comes out that's it you know yeah. remember when the marketing was oh yeah let's delete our fucking twitter <laughs> yeah 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 that really annoys that, that. that's really annoyed you like <laughs> <laughs> every month i mentioned that it's like really why why would you fucking delete your twitter all your social media is gone yeah why would that be your marketing because everyone's like oh my god you've deleted it you're talking about it scott you're still talking about it in fact to this day <laughs> yeah but new viewers aren't going to be interested in the idea of oh yeah doctor who just deleted our twitter and i haven't seen doctor who since matt smith i don't like really care yeah they deleted their twitter the show must have got cancelled lol uh yeah. <laughs> because they were they gone woke yeah got him uh there was also a disney plus discussion julie gardner say that disney collaboration won't affect anything about the tone and content of the show for three reasons uh number one disney plus is buying into russell's vision and russell's vision is very very clear my point on that what about when russell leaves number two the bbc still own doctor who for now number three bad wolf are committed to serve russell's vision that is what gives me the most hope is that it's bad wolf that owned the production for uh doctor who which are they're owned by sony so it's also sony's i forget sony's in this mix you know it's disney bbc (laughs) and sony um so it's like a lot of people having to work together and all of them seem to be centering around russell's idea which i think is going to mean we're going to get some amazing doctor who for the next few years while russell stays on and you know there's rumors about him taking a kevin feige-esque role which which would really work and keep it on the straight and narrow but if that doesn't happen and he just leaves again and gives the show to somebody else, who's to say that Disney don't start being like, hey, why don't you like do this? Why don't you make it a yeah. bit more American? Why don't you start doing this, 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 and this, you know, and it and change the show from what it is? You know, that's just pure speculation on my part. Uh, I have n- no idea what's really going to happen. Actually, I do. I can see the future. Um, but yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I think the BBC are still going to be committed to keeping Doctor Who essentially British. We're not going to yeah. let Disney have too much creative control. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just writing notes, as we've heard. Uh, we're, we're going to get into it just right now, because it's the next line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russell says, I know people are naturally worried about American producers having notes on things. Well, don't be. They're giving excellent notes. And I'm here to tell you, you haven't watched a drama on British television in 20 years that hasn't had an American note on it. Well, Russell, I'm here to tell you, I haven't watched a British drama on television in 20 (laughs) years. Uh, Everything is a co-production. Watch the credits. And if you want any more reassurance, let me just tell you, we're about to transmit the words Mavi Chen, maybe Chen, on television for the first time since 1966. How do you pronounce that? Maybe? I want to say maybe. Uh, uh, Mav Chen, I think. Mav Chen. Why is there an I and an E? 
Uh, maybe I misspelled it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you don't know who he is, uh, this caused a lot of controversy, actually, because um, he was the villain, one of the villains in the Daleks Master Plan, which is a 1966 12-part epic. Yes. Um, sadly, he is one of the examples of classic Who's racism, because he is a white man dressed in dressed up to be an asian man and when this was when this magazine leaked um people started calling russell d davis racist for simply mentioning an old character yeah i see i think the the, the thing is is the character is not racist it's the actor it's not even the actor's i mean maybe the actor's portrayal is racist but it's also the behind the scenes of casting a white character to play an asian character to be racist you could bring mav chen back and have him played by an asian dude you know yeah is it like um fucking what's his what's his name uh, the man man I was about to say a Mandalorian from yeah. Marvel. Oh oh yeah the Mandalorian Mandarin. the, the Mandarin <laughs> the, the yeah yeah where where it was played by what's his name um, um Ben Kingsley yes oh it was Ben Kingsley in Iron Man three and then in Shang Chi they make fun of it being Ben Kingsley. Uh, because obviously that was a terrible decision to make. Although Ben Kingsley is amazing in Shang-Chi, and I was so happy they brought him back. What a great film. Yeah. Um, uh, the worst part about Iron Man 3 is when they kill off um, um, the Mandarin. That's why I say Mandalorian again. <laughs> when they kill him off, or well, not kill him off because he's, he's alive at the end of the movie, but when, when they replace him with a really bland villain at the end of Iron Man 3. Yeah, the, the, the Lava Man. Yeah. I am the Mandarin, and then he gets like shot a bunch. Uh, yeah, uh, Iron Man Three is an inconsistent movie, but it's it's not Shane Black's worst movie. That's the Predator. My God, I haven't seen the Predator. No, it, it, it is atrocious. It is hilariously bad. Have you and seen I... Prey? Huh? No, Have I've not seen, seen Prey. Prey. No, I've not seen Prey yet. No, uh, I'm, I'm meaning Never to. Mind. It's it's on my list. It's supposed to be great. But Shane Black, I I really like I really like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, and a movie I'm, I haven't seen in years. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is fantastic. It holds it up is. so good. And Shane Black is, I just the Predator was so bad. Uh, did he do <laughs> the nice guys? I think so. Maybe I'm not I'm not sure. If he did, then that's also an amazing movie. Yes. Um, we can find out. Can <laughs> we are find off out. tangent here. <laughs> we are. Hang on. <laughs> the nice guys. Uh, yeah, directed by Shane Black. Nice. Uh, great movie really really fun uh russell anyway back on track says that disney had notes for season 14 episode one saying that opening isn't as much fun as the other episodes and the producers say that they created an expensive new opening for the season so that's pretty cool uh yeah. that's a good note actually just yeah why not have a more bombastic opening for your brand new season mm-hmm. but disney obviously have a lot of interest in they want viewers to be interested in this so yeah of course opening it for a big expensive opening that will impress people will make them tune in for longer than five minutes uh that's not a good note not only do they want to impress people they want to impress american people yeah, you know they want to they want to get back into that American market, which Doctor Who has fallen out of for the past like ten years. Uh, and what better way to do that than big explosions? Yeah, yeah the last time Doctor Who was big in America Matt was Smith. probably the Angels Take Manhattan around yeah. that time. Yeah, Matt Smith. Matt Smith they didn't was last too long. <laughs> they did loads of episodes in America with Matt Smith because he broke into them the, the states so much. But yeah, did not last long at all. Uh, 
they also debunk the 10 million pounds per episode budget rumors uh but say they have a quote-unquote really nice budget uh so it's nine million an episode you can quote me um uh, 6.9 million yeah you quote me. <laughs> nice yeah yeah it's a nice budget <laughs> like, uh but you know, ten million an episode would be pretty, pretty, pretty cool, yeah, but we're not I, there yet. I, I guess you know, maybe we will get there one day if Doctor Who really takes off and becomes like Game of Thrones level big. Yeah, but I, I, I would I, say the the average budget would be around five or six million. I think that's the most you need for Doctor Who. I would say. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we never know. You never know. They could. You see, it'd be interesting to see what you would do with ten million pounds. Yeah, you know. Um, but on casting the Doctor, Phil Collinson said, we saw men, we saw women, and we saw one non-binary actor, which <laughs> apparently caused so much upheaval on the internet. Um, although I, I think I think it caused upheaval for the wrong reasons. Because, you know, people caused... Uh, it caused upheaval because, obviously, oh my god, you've gone woke. Uh, I can't believe you would see a non-binary actor in, in a role. And, like, you didn't even cast the non-binary actor. You casted a dude. Why are you upset that they auditioned somebody? My god. Uh, but you only only auditioned one non-binary person? You could audition more? You know? I, I'm, I'm guessing it's hard to find non-binary actors. I, I, I don't know. You could look. Yeah, it's probably an extreme minority, Phil, but... Yeah. It's... And also, you probably haven't got the chances in the industry quite yet, because mm-hmm. there's, oh, there's a whole load of, like, stereotypes and all that shite. And yeah. it, it's hard for minorities to get work in the first place, never mind get an addition to get work, you know? Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, Russell says the only thing they specifically wanted was a younger actor to play the Doctor, so they cast a 30-year-old man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To be fair to Shooty, he doesn't look 30. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They did say we were looking for under 30, but obviously Shooty got what came in, and he impressed her socks off. And he is is Mm -hmm. very youthful energy. He he, he comes across as so young, only because he's plays out like a teenager in sex he, education. he does he plays he's, he plays a teenager in sex education um but yeah on, back on to the non-binary actor thing i'm glad they try to broaden the horizons you know like what if a non-binary actor is the best choice we're looking for a best choice not just mm-hmm. oh yeah, look for a man a white man yeah you know in their 20s <laughs> yeah yeah they, they they auditioned they they cast a wide net which is something to be commended, really. You know, yeah. but they could cast wider, I'm sure. Uh, we've also got some uh, cast announcements that have been made by the Doctor Who Twitter page. I think these got made simply because the photos got leaked of them on set. Yeah. Uh, but we'll unit re- later. Yeah, unit returns. Gemma Redgrave. Red 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 Gemma Redgrave. <laughs> there we go. Returns as Kate Lethbridge Stewart and Unit, the long-running organization set on defending the Earth, returns in the next series of Doctor Who. That we already knew. Uh, yeah. Oh God, how am I going to pronounce this? And Nurin Bernard also joins the series as the mysterious Roger A. P. William. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced your name. I have no idea who you are, but I, you sound mysterious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kate Stewart coming back is fun. To be fair, it's yeah. not been too long since we last saw her. We saw her literally in flux. Uh, no, we no, we saw her in The Power of the Doctor. Oh wow, yeah, it's been even recentler. Jesus, yeah, yeah. So she's she's just in Doctor Who quite a lot right now. She, um, she's probably going to be in the 60th anniversary as well. I'm not too sure. Oh yeah, Unit is involved, so she, she but, must be involved. She was in the 50th anniversary, so why not? Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, but 
you've also got here, I'm curious as to what this post is, Shooty reveals a wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know oh, yes, <laughs> okay. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shooty Gatwa popped into the Bad Wolf Studios the other day uh, and it's got a photo of him next to a wall that says the home of the Hooniverse with a like photo or like a painting of Shooty Gatwa on it as well, uh, which is just a lovely little thing. It also made me ask the question of how long do we think Shooty Gatwa was going to stay in this role? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, are they commi- they're committed enough to paint on the wall. Are they going to do that every time the Doctor changes, three- like every three seasons, you know? I mean, it's only painting a wall every three years. It's not a big deal. Yeah, like but that. it's it's still it's like a hassle, isn't it? It's like it's a commitment. Yeah. Like with with an eight episode run each season for for the time being, or if, the chances are it could increase the run every season. But eight episodes a season is too little, in my opinion. I would want to see him last four or five seasons. If it's going to be eight seasons, eight episodes a season, I think. I is... want him to be the Doctor for the next twenty years. <laughs> i'm sure he would actually want to do it like well uh, yeah Hulk- everybody says that to start matt smith when he got cast was like i want to be the doctor as long as tom baker <laughs> then he left after season three fucking colin <laughs> baker wanted to last more than tom baker and he got fired <laughs> after two seasons poor guy <laughs> yeah you know some people are just un- some people are either unlucky or this show does a number because doctor who famously is an exhausting role to be in you know, to be but, the Doctor it is exhausting. But obviously the home of a universe on this wall indicates that it's more than just <laughs> Doctor Who they're working yes, on. The universe yes. is like... I wonder if they've actually trademarked the universe. I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised have. because Russell T. Davis has said the word universe so many times. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely the branding that they're trying to get across. They're trying to make it the, the you know, like the MCU. This is now the universe, you know? Uh, there, there's spin-off, there's spin-off shows coming. There is I, I can see coming. a spin-off show starting production, well, pre-production now, but pre- actually filming in, like, I would say by September or something like that. Like, yeah. I can see it happening this year and then coming out next year or beginning of 2025. That would be incredible. And also, if you look at the comments on this post by Shidigawa, Millie Gibson leaves a comment saying, a picture credit would much be appreciated. <laughs> 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 great that's great um <laughs> i thought i've just had is i think the chances of us having another doctor who movie have gone up quite significantly uh, i've not even considered the possibility of another doctor who movie what kind of movie for <clears throat> i I'd, i don't know like an event movie you know just a, a yeah. little side story thing or like a regeneration as a movie yeah, Who but knows? Why not a TV special? You know, you could do it yeah. as a TV special. Like, there's no but, distinguishing movies and TV specials nowadays. Like, yeah, the 50th but, anniversary could be technically be a movie because it was released in cinemas. It could technically be a movie, but we all know it's not. There's still a difference, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but it'd be with, with Disney's budget increase in the budget of a show. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like it's going to look good, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I I just think it'd be fun. Be fun to go to the cinema and see a Doctor Who movie, you know. Yeah, and get be, and get really upset be. at how bad it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I really want to go to the cinema and see Doctor Who again because I haven't done that since. I've never Deep done it. Breath. I've never done it. Nice. 
I actually saw the Dalek movies this year in cinemas. That was a fun experience. But an actual Doctor Who episode in the cinemas would be an ace experience. Yeah, I've I've never seen any Doctor Who in cinemas, so any any chance would be a great time. Uh, but what have we got coming up next month? So uh, if you missed our news episode uh, earlier this month, we've reformatted the news show a slight little bit so that uh, we are basically going to be talking about what we've got coming up next month. Then we're going to go into big finish releases. Then after that, we're going to jump into some spoilers and leaks. There is timestamps now in the description. There's also timestamps on the YouTube bar if you see. So if you're not interested in big finish, you can just skip it. Uh, if you're not interested in the spoilers stuff, you can just stop listening, whatever. It, it's all there for you to jumble and jimble around do whatever you like with it i'm just letting you know okay <laughs> jumble and jimble <laughs> yeah was, i thought it was good i thought it was good as uh, what but yeah if you're leaving this episode now next month we're doing with enemy of the world a classic patrick trevson episode thank you so much for listening to the episode but obviously we've got more of the episode left we so. do we do have more of the episode left as you can tell we're only halfway we're only 30 minutes in uh but it, this is what happens when you heard news on weekend advance there's no news uh but, but Let's look at what big finish releases we've got coming up, shall we? Uh, we open up our big finish releases with Doctor Who, the ninth Doctor adventure, Shades of Fear. Uh, this is a new Eccleston box set coming out. Alien threats come in many forms and many different hues. A charity shop where customers vanish. A 1920s gentleman club besieged by giant plants and a distant colony planet where death hides in darkness wherever they manifest the doctor is on hand to fight every shade of fear this is three stories called the color of terror by lizzie hopley the blooming menace by james kettle and red darkness by roy gill uh is this the vashta nevada thing you were telling me yeah about? they're coming yes. back for the final story in this box set which should be fun because we've only seen them once in the show and that but that episode we're kind of left in the background because of River Song, obviously. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see an episode where they're the main focus. Yes, it, it will be very interesting. Uh, what's also interesting is in this box set, Frank Skinner's in it. Uh, Frank Skinner is a British yeah. British comedian, if you don't know. He's pretty funny. Um, and also, um, um, sorry, Adam Martin is in it. He has a YouTube channel all about Doctor Who, so he's a big fanboy, and he finally gets into oh, Doctor wow. Who, which is kind of cool. He's, he's living a, the dream. He's a guy with the long hair in the in the image. Oh, wow, interesting. So it's it's possible, Scott. It's po- We've not burned the Doctor <laughs> Who bridge. We could still get on the show. Uh, but what I, like, yeah. th- th- as far as cover art goes for this one... I, it's quite nice. I think it's maybe one of my... It leans on the better side of Eccleston's ones. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, right, is when it was, like, small on the list here, those colors are the exact same colors that Swarm has. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, Swarm's in a box set? Uh, before I clicked on it and realized that no, Swarm's not on this cover at all, and he's not in this box set. Um, but it would be interesting to have Swarm back. But, yeah, no, new um, Eccleston box set, pretty fun. I'm... I'm not as excited about this box set because famously no. I hate... I, well, I don't hate the last box set, but <laughs> the first two stories in the last box set left a lot to be desired. It was very weak to mm-hmm. begin with. Last, last to that time we had the Sea Devil story, mm-hmm. which... Pff, it's, it's, it's the same generic Sea Devil story you've heard a million times. You know, we've... It's, it's very paint by numbers, the first two stories. The second... The third story in the last box set did fill me with hope. Flatpak... Yeah, that episode was amazing, but 
Not a lot of confidence. I think um, the Ninth Doctor box sets have been underwhelming, to say the least, in general. We haven't... I think we're stopping doing these box set reviews now, to be honest uh, with you. They started off really well, the yeah. Eccleston box sets, and we had so much hope in them. Uh, but they did. They do start kind of... like these. The most recent releases have been pretty middling and mediocre i still think we should cover big finish releases every now and then maybe not eccleson ones but dump into some other stories but dedicating just eccleson box set releases and reviews does get a bit draining because those episodes are not as good uh, as they could be uh, this year uh big finish are doing the 60th anniversary we are doing we are doing reviews of that at each month as it comes out so Ooh. that's gonna be fun that is gonna be fun uh you want to take this next box set uh, yes, next up we have Doctor Who Short Trips Volume 2. 12. Um, this is an audio book. Volume, volume, twi- volume, volume 12. Sorry, Volume 12. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's, tw- there's 12 volumes of this. Um, it's written by like loads of people. There's lots in it. Um, one of them is basically a uh, one man show with um, Jonathan Coleshaw, who plays the third doctor and the brigadier which is interesting but yeah this is basically six stories featuring different companions different doctors oh uh, the cover art is quite nice actually because it replicates the logo of doctor who i kind of like the cover yeah the the arches yeah it's 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 pretty fun uh it's big finish using the generic photos of every doctor again though which is (laughs) which is very funny um it's not one that i'm super interested in as far as releases go uh we've also got torchwood the last love song of Susie costello Ooh, uh an island has appeared in the north atlantic ocean Susie costello comes to investigate and finds a crashed spaceship on the seabed inside the spaceship is a mystery and also something Susie has never dreamed of uh no idea what it's about uh some random lady is she in the torchwood show uh, she dies in an episode of Torture. Remember when um, Captain Jack shoots her in the head? Oh my god, right, it's her. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and oh. also she comes back in another episode where she comes yeah, back Yeah, yeah, she life. comes back to like, yeah, 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 I, I, I do remember her. Uh, yeah. So this, this this sounds interesting. Torchwood have been doing a lot of weird stuff recently. Um, but hey, what yeah. are you going to do? It, uh, yeah, they can't do Captain Torchwood Jack. Torchwood anthology. We've got season seven coming up later this year. I wanted to try and catch up with... Mm-hmm. seasons five and six which i'll never find time for to be honest <laughs> <laughs> uh you want to take the next one uh yeah next up we have the ninth doctor i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> it's listed twice because one of them the vinyl vinyl yeah which i'm only buying downloads now because that vinyl is too expensive and <laughs> i never listened to the actual vinyl <laughs> um but yeah next up we have doctor who the first doctor adventures the demon song Oh, we haven't listened to that first Doctor adventure in a long time. (laughs) Um, The Doctor and Dodo explore two contrasting eras on Earth in stories set in modern-day Camden Town and a post-war seaside town. Uh, We have two stories, The Demon Song by Bob Ayers, which is two parts, and The Incherton Incident by Nicholas Briggs. It's four parts. Um, I have no interest in this, to be honest. (laughs) I, I'm not super interested in it either. Uh, I do quite like the cover art, though, where it's like a sketch. It's like a hand-drawn sketch of the first Doctor drowning in the ocean. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was drowning in the ocean. That'd be more exciting. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a nice cover. It's a nice cover. It's nice to see. Tone. Yeah, it's nice to see them do something different. And yeah, I do like that it's in sepia and like uh, you know, kind of matches the vibe of the first Doctor. Uh, next up, we've got Doctor Who: The Third Doctor Adventures, The Return of Joe Jones, and the Breaking of Canon. Joe Jones, uh, Knee Grant, <laughs> pl- played by Knee Grant. No, I was, I was saying her uh, maiden name. Right, okay, right, or, okay. Yeah, her, I can't remember. Knee? Joe Jones, yeah. Knee Grant, Grant? Joe Grant was her, yeah. Right, that's yeah, how, okay. That's how you Joe, say yeah, okay. her maiden name. <laughs> okay, interesting. I've never seen it written like that. Uh, Joe Jones is reunited with her doctor at a very important point of her life as they embark on three new adventures. Uh, this is three stories. Uh, Supernature by Matt Fitton, which is two parts. The, Conservato- the Conservators by Felicia... Felicia Baker, a uh, Barker. God, I can't read. Which is also two parts, and the <laughs> Iron Shore by Lizzie Hopley, which is two parts again. This is, although, right? Uh, Joe yeah. Jones, Knee Grant, whatever you want to say, uh, meeting up with the Third Doctor, which famously yeah. in the episode of uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, she's like, I've never, I've not seen the Doctor in like twenty odd years or whatever, like sixty odd years, however old she is, I'm not sure. Um, this, this this obviously breaks canon unless it's set after. Oh no, hang on. These these adventures take place decades yeah. after the 1973 TV story The Green Death. That does not answer my questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Katie Manin <laughs> does say I think this is uh, sorry. I think she needs this moment a last hurrah with the Doctor. Okay, it's absolutely okay. lovely. So this is like the last time she's meets meets the Doctor in this point of her life. Yeah. So I would presume I'd presume this is after <laughs> Sarah's Adventures. Yeah, you'd hope so. Uh you the big, fucking big, cover big, looks fucking spectacular. The cover is I the cover the is cover. the cover is nice. Um but you know, Big Finish are usually I say they're usually pretty good with fitting into canon. I, I don't know if they give a crap about canon. Um but I I'd like to think that they at least would try to make the effort, you know. Yeah, I'm 100% listening to this box set cuz this is my favorite era of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. so i'm excited i am fucking excited my dude <laughs> very nice you want to take this last box set uh yeah let me find it um we have oh this one's very interesting this one might be my number one to be honest with you mm. uh this is doctor who the doctor chronicles the 11th doctor <laughs> all of time and space <laughs> they, they love they love long titles <laughs> I don't know why it's called the Doctor Chronicles. I God, guess it's because it's, it's just not the se- Matt Smith I, in this. Maybe, maybe, or it's just the set of Matt Smith stories where it's like these like standalone things are called the Doctor. So yeah, this this box set is fucking wild, and I think this is the box set where I'll read every everything that's about mm-hmm. it. Uh, there's a story told throughout the universe from the dawn of history to its dying days. You'll find someone telling it the story of a traveler in the blue box, the story of a Doctor. Uh, no one knows the power of stories more than the Doctor, who has been in so many. <laughs> Doctor Who. For... <laughs> the, 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 the Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, this, this is just where the madness begins. But for <laughs> Valerie, this is all new. Valerie is the ginger lady on the box set yes. on the cover. Uh, she's about to learn how a story can save a life, forge a civilization, or rewrite reality itself. Uh, number one is the number one uh, story in this is All of Time and Space by Ellery Quest, which is a good name. 
Um, as concepts for shows go, it's a good one. An adventurer find and his friends traveling through all of time and space, righting wrongs and defending those who can't defend themselves. Yet, as its creator is about to discover, there are those who'd rather a show never existed. What's so dangerous about Doctor Who? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, uh, we have the second story of a yearn by Angus Dunklin. Dunican? Dunican. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the people of Meredith are under siege, forced into underground bunkers. The Meredithians are desperate for a way to escape. When the Doctor and Valerie arrive, it seems like they finally got everything they wanted, except that's when the nightmares really begin. Uh, the third story is Curiosity Shop by James Goss. Mr. Foreman owns a junkyard. <laughs> he doesn't get very many visitors. In fact, at all our all anyone ever seems interested in is Barbara. Very interesting. Mm. Uh, one v- woman informs Mr. Foreman she knows the truth about Barbara and she went on an impossible adventures with a man called the Doctor. This woman, this Valerie, will do anything to be reunited with Barbara and the Doctor, even if it kills her. Interesting. So what, what is this box set? <laughs> it's interesting. Those three stories sound very disconnected. Um... Oh yeah, for sure. But the first one the f- and the third one, yeah, sound real cool. Is, is very meta, and I'm definitely going to pick up this set. Apparently, the last set of a Salem Doctor story is quite good, so I'm going to check out both of them. To be honest, yeah, it's my number I, one. I, it's my number one. It does sound it does sound interesting. It's probably my number one as well. Uh, I'm still not super sold on the guy that playing Matt Smith. Uh, he he does like a, a semi decent, but not like fully immersive matt smith impression out of um, but out of all the people doing impressions of doctors in big finish i like him the best i like i think he's yeah. the most spot on to be honest yeah he's he's not terrible he's not terrible I, i'm just you know i have a thing with impressions i just i would much rather have the doctor the, the actor but obviously matt smith is not coming back to do big finish he's a big hollywood man now doing hollywood things <laughs> <laughs> like he's fucking dragons or whatever we do not show <laughs> yeah yeah um but i i think that that's probably my my number one as well it, it's it's a semi lackluster month february for big Honestly. finish but you know it's an eccleson release there's this uh the third doctor release and this matt smith release which all seem relatively interesting as yeah, far as uh things I'm go de- i'm de- I'm definitely buying three of these box sets, so that's a good month for me. Wow. And I think I'm tempted. That's a good to buy month for Big Finish. That's like Volume Twelve. Yeah, I, I I'm not tempted to buy any of them because Big Finish pricing puts me off completely. Um, oh God, yeah. <laughs> but, but but if I was to buy any, it would probably be the Eleventh Doctor, All of Time and Space, mm. purely for that first episode. I don't know if I'm really interested in listening to episodes two and three of that box set, but episode one definitely has me wanting to at least know what happens in it uh shall we jump in now to the spoiler section where we look at doctor who leaks shh don't tell russell t davis he'll be (laughs) mad at us uh i i'm i'm pretty pretty interested in some of this the leaks that we've been getting from sets uh right now um one of them 
the big one right now is the worms that are going around. The stuff that they're shooting with the giant worm costume that's been munching yeah. people. Like, uh, well, not worm. It's, it looks more like a centipede kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a like a slug. I mean, centipedes have more legs. Kind of. It's got like a slug body, but like like yeah. arms and legs. You know. It looks fucking cool. It is. It's an interesting and and a pretty pretty cool little alien. Uh, but Jojo uh, at Summer Daisy thirteen uh, tweeted someone screaming help me whilst being pers- uh, persuaded by a big old slug creature whilst I'm trying to buy cereal in Little Tesco was so <laughs> funny to me. Um, which is you know, the big slugs are eating people. Which is also something that we've seen from other set photos that they've been shooting with people standing inside, like, the chest of the slug because they're, like, mm-hmm. munching. It looks like they're munching on their heads. Uh, what's really interesting is everyone's... The human's costumes here. Everyone is wearing yeah. bright primary colors. Like, they're in the Barbie movie. Like, we've got so, we've got a lady <laughs> sta- wearing, like, bright blue. And then we've got two ladies wearing bright pink. We've got a man lying on the floor wearing purple. Why, why is everyone wearing these pastel colors, you know? I, I, I'm curious about yeah. that more than i am about the giant my alien. theory my theory is really it relates to the politician we discussed last month who is trying mm. to brainwash the youths of britain to Ooh. vote for him and he wants britain to be clean and friendly and uh, get rid of those vile scum that's known as um maybe youth. May- maybe the 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 giant like alien slug brainwashes people it's not yes. actually eating them it's like changing their mind because if you look at the lady in the pink dress she's walking very happily next to the slug while yeah. the other lady is getting eaten and we've got one dude lying on the floor screaming so maybe he's screaming because his friend's just been eaten by a slug and brainwashed and she's no longer you know the person that she that he knows her as now she's like just the drone for the government you know that could maybe be maybe the guy maybe the guy on the floor is about to be dragged away yeah could be getting slugs yeah 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 he's like screaming for help but she's not helping because she's already been brainwashed <laughs> you know and and also the facial expression of the girl in the blue dress and the blue eyes <laughs> she, she looks like she's her brain is gone <laughs> yeah or she's like singing or whistling or something maybe you know, know it's like halfway through a word because she's kind of like uh you know <laughs> but it's it's interesting I, I i never considered the brainwashing uh aspect until just now i think that that's pretty likely uh we also got a shot of a sniper on a rooftop uh with someone has very hilariously captioned bloody hell doctor <laughs> who film and security got tight um <laughs> which god knows what this is probably some unit stuff i yeah, would imagine this is, this is unit they've been seen walking around the streets of cardiff so mm-hmm. it's and yeah, obviously unit storyline because our next photo is of um, Jenna Redgrave sitting next to Millie Gibson. We haven't had any photos of um, Shudi Gawa yet on set, yeah. which yeah, is I interesting. Yeah. Rumours are that he had to go back to film some sex education because I think they ran out of time or something, so we need him more. So maybe Doctor Who are just shooting scenes without Shudi Gawa for the time being. Mm. I'm not too sure interesting that's a show you still need to watch by the way sex it edu- is. i want to see an episode one <laughs> sex education is so good it's so so good. it's just characters you'll fall in love with immediately um yeah i watched episode one the day should he got well got announced as the doctor never yeah. watched any other episode you need to get Shocking. back into it i might i might re-watch the series um before shooty gatwa comes back just just to enjoy it also before the new season of sex education comes out because it is genuinely a show i really enjoy um 
it's a great time. Uh, but these are some interesting leaks um, as far as it goes. I'm most interested in the slug creature. I think we've actually cracked what that slug creature is doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident of that theory. Uh, watch it be just wildly wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that does bring us quite naturally t uh, yeah. towards the end of the spoilers, which, we, you know, uh, I don't know if we did it at the start of the month where we just chat shit. I think we kind of forgot about no, we to didn't do, do it. We uh, forgot about it. I think we just <laughs> forgot to do it. Where, where we, 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 you know, we've looked at all the Doctor Who news. Now we're just going to chat about other non-Doctor Who things for a little bit and just kind of end the episode. So you can stop listening if you want. You can keep listening. I don't really care. <laughs> You've been watching recently. Um, well, I've been listening to more Big Finish stuff. I recently started listening to the Eighth Doctor, the last Eighth Doctor box set. It is off to a fucking great start, my dude. Mm -hmm. Two, four out, of t four out of five episodes in a row. It's fucking ace. Uh, the first one's got Drax in it, who I don't know too much about, but he's basically a con man. He's basically like Han Solo from Star Wars. Right. And, it, and it's a really interesting Doctor Who story I've never heard before. It's like, um, basically, uh, Drax sends the Doctor a box full of weird items, like a box um a vhs of um tom baker starring um the tv movie tom baker did as sherlock holmes and it's like why did drax send this box full of random shit and suddenly <coughs> people are chasing the doctor and the companions and it goes places it, there's a lot of twists and turns and there's like a whole heist going on it's really fun interesting how how well translated into audio is it or do you find yourself getting lost at character locations because that happens to me um, all the time with big finish i would say it's like an eight out of ten in terms of like well i, I do get lost occasionally but it kind of reels me back in mm -hmm. uh, it, everything makes sense towards the end i would okay. say cool and the second one of uh, the love vampires is also a really great story it's got obviously a new twist on vampires and it does a lot of it's like monster of the week stuff but it does a lot mm -hmm. of companion stuff but at the same time it does a lot of character development for the companions which is my kind of doctor i love monster of the week stuff i kind of ties in to the companions i don't think doctor who does that enough especially yeah. in the chibnall era <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah for sure uh, for me, I've I've not I've not really listened to Big Finish in a while. I listened to that one Paul McGann episode with the time loop Daleks because you recommended it and it was very good. Yeah. Uh, I just I love Paul McGann. Um, but other than that, I've I've been reading a lot recently. I've I finished reading a book, uh, which is the fourth book in a series. It, it was called Orbits, and it was uh, the fourth book in the Able series. The Able series is written by. Jeremy Scott from CinemaSins. What, your opinions on CinemaSins, whether you like them or you loathe them, I, I don't really care. I think Jeremy Scott is a nice guy and his books are relatively really well written. They're like accessible. Um, and I've read The Ables when it first came out when he self-published it when I was like maybe 13, 14 years old. So this is a series I've been reading for ages, right? Uh, he since got signed to a publisher and written out these th other sequels. And my God, I did not like book four. And it's it's oh, it's an, it's annoyed me because really, <laughs> I I just I have a problem with it where it's it's less than two hundred pages it's like one hundred and eighty pages or something so it's this really mm -hmm. small story. It's set thirty years in the future or so. So before the first three books are about these superhero kids, now the superhero kids are no longer kids; they're grown up. And he kind of just like 
washes over some major events that you just kind of just have to roll like okay okay i guess this happened i accept this i guess uh, it's also i think his worst written dialogue i don't know i feel like he didn't want to write the book he didn't need to write the book because the third book mm. honestly is where the series should have ended wasn't a huge fan right. of the fourth book left a sour taste in my mouth but i'm gonna reread the series at some point because it is a genuinely at least the first the first book and the third book fantastic second book's a bit middling fourth book uh thumbs down um if, if but... you were to recommend it to people could you just say read the first three books and you'll get a complete story oh uh, yeah you could straight up when i finished the third book i was like ah interesting I've, i i don't know how you're gonna write a fourth book because the first three books are the story of them as kids where they're right. they're having they like go on a whole like arc as these kids together and then the fourth book is a completely separate story so it's like uh, the ending of it, you know, like when they turn into adults. <laughs> yeah, it, it just gets bad. <laughs> yeah, it's straight up. Yeah, like I don't, I don't care about them being adults. I cared about the dynamic of them as kids. Yeah. You know? Um, but it's it's oh my God. It, it, it 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 is a good comparison. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I would recommend at least reading the first book, even um, which is just called The Ables. It's it's a great little time. It's written in a first-person perspective from a blind kid that has telekinetic powers, um, which is just, it's a great way to write, like, such a challenging way to write a book. Uh, <laughs> like, um, but it's, it's really, really good. Uh, other than that, I've been watching Fargo, uh, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, which I've been enjoying because I wanted a new. I needed a new slow burn show since we finished Saul, and uh, it just Saul was the best show ever made. Fargo doesn't quite reach for me where Saul was, um, but I'm still enjoying it. It's it's a yeah. fun it's a fun little time. The acting's very yeah. good. I I fucking loved Fargo when it first came out. I haven't seen any season apart from season one, so yeah. I, I think it kind of fell apart near the end. I don't think it's that great. I think Better Call Saul distracted me because Better Call Saul came out not soon, not <laughs> not long after. So, mm-hmm. also yeah. we have Bob Odenkirk starring in Lucky and Hank very soon. So I'm looking forward yes. to that. I don't even know what it's about. I saw that trailer and went, okay, I'm going to watch it just because Bob Odenkirk's in it. <laughs> I yeah, God knows what it's about. But um, Bob, Bob, Bob Odenkirk is great in Fargo as well. He is. He's very good. He plays like a bumbling uh, cop and he is he is superb in it um it's also got um the guy that plays dennis whose name i don't remember right now from it's always sunny in philadelphia which was a surprise to me and i thought it was just like a one-off guest appearance nope he's a recurring character (laughs) uh which was just fantastic uh what a great time that was um yeah no fargo's it's worth a watch it's weirdly on amazon prime it was on netflix then it moved to disney plus and now it's on amazon prime the streaming world is confusing um, I think it's because um, one of the distributors is MGM, and MGM have no Amazon I, owns. Yeah, MGM, Amazon own know. MGM. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Weird. it is confusing. I don't understand it. I wonder if a new season will be out on Disney Plus first, or Amazon or if it will launch hope, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I hope Disney Plus because they seem to do like next day stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that's that's really what I've been doing. There's a heap of movies coming out that I've been needing to watch that are just on my list. It's been it's been a while um, yeah, since I sat so down. On, there's there's so much there's so much things to watch. It's it's endless. But I've just I've actually I've just been playing Elden Ring all all the time. <laughs> I I've recently I've completed it now for the fourth time. Uh-huh. Uh, I it's it's so good. I'm getting all I'm, I'm going to get all six endings. I'm going to also try to hundred percent it. It's the best game ever made. It's the best game ever made. I've... 
I've been playing Star Wars for for um... Jedi Fallen Order. I was about to say The Last Jedi. Oh my god, I'm not with it today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game, except I'm currently stuck at one part, and I'm like, I refuse to make the level difficulty lower. Ah, so I'm, right. You just so need like to get four good. Days now. You just need yeah. to get good. You just need to get good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks and to I, be. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I tried to read hints online and just saying. Oh yeah, be patient. But the problem is, I'm not patient. I can't. <laughs> you've so. got. You've just got to get good, Scott. That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> is just get good, and then you'll beat the boss. So <laughs> the problem is, I can't find the time to complete the boss. It's is it the? Thing. Is it the boss fight on Kashyyyk? Um, which planet is that again? Um, is it the ninth sister? Which planet is, is that? Are you? <laughs> are you serious? It's Kashyyyk. Is Kashyyyk you the serious? Wookiee planet? Are you s- yes, Kashyyyk is the Wookiee planet. Have you ever yeah, seen okay. Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I-, I know Star Wars. I know planets like Tatooine and... Oh, you know Tatooine. Oh, yeah. Biggest <laughs> fan ever. Biggest fan ever. But yeah, I'm on the ninth sister fight, and that, that fight is a bitch. Yeah, no, that is that is one of the fights I struggled with the most in that game. It is, I think, one of the hardest fights. Um boss fight wise in that game it 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 took a lot of attempts but yeah, yeah. the problem is i get frustrated very easily and it's like after <laughs> the like after the sixth or seventh attempt i'm like nah fuck this i'm gonna you get another day you get frustrated very easily but you've completed every kingdom hearts game <laughs> <laughs> kingdom hearts is easy though. it's the most frustrating game series in the world nothing it does makes sense uh, <laughs> What are you talking about? Who watch? Who plays Kingdom Hearts when? <laughs> You're right. It's the 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 greatest uh, game ever created. I uh, I hold it in, <laughs> hold it in such high regard. Uh, and on that note, I think we should wrap this episode up. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> if you listened to this jumbled up mess at the end, uh, you can find us. Uh, on youtube in video form at who actually no what am i even talking about send us an email i'm waving are you waving no not yet send us an email at who watches who pod at gmail.com and we will read it out next month at the end of the at the end of the month next month at the end of the month in our news episode it's falling apart where you know send us your doctor who theories whatever i've done this ending a million times uh you can find us on youtube at who watches who where this podcast is available in video form you can also find it in audio form wherever you listen to podcasts there's a lot of links in the description we're on spotify apple music you know wherever you i don't think we're on apple music we're on amazon music wherever you listen <laughs> wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts we should be there Wait, we're on amazon music yeah we are on amazon music i didn't know they did podcasts they I do they understand. sent us they sent us an email asking us to sign up for amazon music and because we were doing so good uh so yeah we are on because amazon music we got jeff bezos we got so good. we got we got personally invited by jeffrey bezos who is a huge <laughs> fan of who watches who a doctor who podcast um but yeah, uh, listen to us wherever. Find me on Twitter, Cloth Studio Three. Find the podcast on Twitter at Watches Doctor. Find us on Facebook at Who Watches Who. And we will see you next week as we start our look into the Second Doctor with Enemy of the World. Bye bye. Bye. Are you waving? No, I'm not waving. I'm never waving. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>